Hi guys, welcome to the Divine Creators Podcast with Cody Singh. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome. This is very exciting. This is going to be the first episode of our Aura series of this podcast. So it's going to be related to all things Aura empowerment related. So if you're a part of the Divine Creators with Cody Singh a Facebook group, we are doing free readings on there. So if you post your picture with a white background and you guess your colors first, I will tell you what your aura colors are. And the reason why I have you guys guess first is because all of you know your energies. All of you know who you are more than anybody else in the world. All of you know how to feel and vibe other people's vibes, their colors are associated to those vibes. So that's what we're here to talk about, is the association between people's emotional aspects of who they are and their personalities to how that is represented in their auric field, vibrationally, in their auras, in their aura colors, as well as the textures. So what I see from aura readers in the past typically is people who just read the colors now there's so much more to the textures and i want to talk a little bit about this because i want to talk about how i fell into this okay i've always been sensitive to energy i've always perceived energy perceived energy around people and as you get older you learn how to and this goes for all people we learn how to interact with other people more as we get older we get more socially Uh, adaptable. We learn how to connect with other people's mental energies. We learn how to have conversations with people. We know how to sort of acclimatize or configure our energy appropriately for any given circumstance that we're a part of. And, And that is cultivated more and more as you get older. So when you're already sensitive to energy in general, And as you get older, your perceptivity of that energy is going to become more refined. So just a little bit of a background story. A couple years ago, I became a certified practitioner of trauma release work. And in doing that for a number of years and and practicing with so many individuals, what I've learned is that in addition to the colors that I see around them, okay, the emotional layers that I'm detecting in these people are reflected in their auras as well. I can see that this type of individual and their personality traits are reflected by a red, for example, or a blue or an indigo. They all have different traits as well as the textures. For example, codependency, People with separation anxiety, they will have what looks like tentacles coming out of their fields, usually like around their hearts or their solar plexus. It will look like tentacles and you can distinguish people down to precise detail based on their aura colors. Now an aura does not determine who you are, okay? It just helps you understand your boundaries better in the world. A great example of this I like is, well, for example, let's just use therapy, for example, being a practitioner, a mental health practitioner. I know how to structure the way I speak to people and the types of things I introduce them, introduce to them based on their aura colors, okay? I know that if someone comes in with a red aura, for example, they are going to identify with a more forward approach. They like more behavior modifying sort of things. They come in and they wanna fix the problem and they wanna get out. They don't wanna spend a lot of time in therapy unlike the blue people. Blue people and purple people, specifically the blues, okay? But the purples are also considered an emotional spiritual color. Blues and purples are considered emotional spiritual colors. So, for example, when a blue person comes to therapy, they love, they love to really get into all of the emotions. You know, they love to get, you know, real deep in the subconscious and the hidden motivating factors behind certain 
behavioral traits, you know, why they act a certain way. They love it, they love it, they love it, and they will spend the rest of their lives in therapy because they just love it so much, right? Even when they're healthy, many of them often go on to be in the field of helping people heal, you know, therapy, for example. Um, but there are different types of blues. So the light blues, for example, I will see them often as, uh, for example, nurses. Nurses have light blue and indigos who are kind of blue and a little bit of purple as well, they will tend to be more like therapists or like the head of like, you know, they will be leading groups, uh, support groups, sort of like that. They're, they have this sort of, if they can become empowered in it, they have um, this desire to help other people um, with everything that they've absorbed over so many years, okay? So we're gonna get into all of the colors. I don't wanna spend too much time on just the blues and the indigos and the purples, for example. So we're gonna just go over the list of colors, okay? And I just wanna give a general overview of what the colors are like, but also just understanding more about, you know, how this helps us function in our life. The reason why I wanted to come forward more with talking about auras is because Again, what I see a lot is like people, they're wanting to know their aura colors so they know where they stack up, where they stack up in their fields, where they stack up in the spiritual fields, where they stack up in life. They all just want to sort of associate that to an aura color, okay? And then they, the, you know, the ego will just use that and they'll identify that and they will compare themselves, right, to other people's colors. And we all want what we don't have, right? So you know, a yellow person will be like, for example, they may look at like a, an indigo and they're like, oh, like, you know, I wish I had some of that. Well, an indigo is looking at the yellow and they're like, well, dang it, man, if I had that sort of happy-go-lucky, cheerful, creative um, openness and energetic presence that these yellow people have, like, maybe life wouldn't have been so hard on me all the time. You know, indigos go through a really, really intense time and I have a, a, a sort of an extended blog on the indigos that you can find on my website codysing.com just go to the blog section and go to indigos you can find so much more about them but they're very introspective in nature indigos are deep um, they are absorbent you know they really just take in everything um, they're highly um, psychically aware, psychically intuitive, empathic, um, idealistic, you know, strong-willed, and they can be fearless when they're in their power, and there's no stopping them. Um, very, very compassionate, though, because they are blue people. Blue, that's a an emotional trait of them, right? Um, yeah, and the list goes on for the indigos, you know? And... Organizing and, and structuring these aura colors and, and just understanding how it can organize our lives is really what I'm getting at here. Because people will always compare their aura colors, but the intention behind this is to really understand how it can organize your life and provide uh, boundaries, okay? One of the most useful ways auras um, have helped me is just by knowing what to anticipate with certain people or what part of me um, maybe I should protect more around certain people. What parts of me I can have more forward and may invite more of what I'm looking for, um, you know, in conversing with a certain person, for example. It really can help you understand yourself and your tendencies more and help you find your exalted version of, of who you are in your nature, right? But there's such an emphasis here on understanding that it, you know, auras are not going to define you. There's nothing that's going to define who you are. There are two green people that are going to be completely different in different people, but they will have 
similar traits of being sort of hardworking or achievement oriented or goal oriented, maybe organized, maybe they have an affinity of nature. There are certain key things that sort of help you understand more of your nature and where you can draw your power from a little bit. You know, how other people perceive you, the way you come across to other people. And for example, it can help you understand like where you might fit into a business um, or work in the, in the work field, you know. Teachers can, can uh, organize lessons based um, on what their children's oracolors are, their students' oracolors are. Red kids love competition, so they will love a game and they will learn fastest when they know they're competing with another kid or other kids. Blues would hate that. So I would never have a blue kid, you know, compete, you know, with another person, you know, in a learning environment. They're absorbent and they're not going to be reading each word on the page. They're going to be absorbing it, you know. Uh, one of my favorite classes I ever took when I was in high school was a speed reading class because I knew I didn't read like other kids. I knew I just kind of absorbed it, you know. And when they had me read in such a linear fashion, it was very kind of disorienting to me, you know. And once I took the speed reading class, one of the things they taught me was like, don't read each word. They just like pick a, a segment of a couple words and just like sort of hone in on what the what word stands out to you in that cluster of, of words or that sentence and then you just kind of scan and then it just you absorb it and that just really spoke to me as an indigo person is is being able to sort of understand how i can situate and orient myself in my life where i am better able to learn things you know or more in a better position to find my empowerment in my life where a red person might thrive in that competitive environment. Indigos are not, they're not. It's very difficult for them in those environments, you know. Um, green kids love, you know, you know, they are going to love note-taking. They love, you know, having it organized in, in a way that they can sort of compartmentalize in their brain, sort of piece it together and understand the grand, the grand puzzle of it. And they're also very balanced too, you know? That's why I see a lot of, you know, in terms of compatibility too in relationships, you can, that helps so much to know people's aura colors as well. I will see a lot of greens attracted to indigo people because green people love, there's very allured to intelligent people or people with just a very, just fascinating perspective and that's really like the indigos. They're just d different thinkers. They think outside of the box, but they're very perceptive. Um, but they're not that organized like the green people, you know? But the green people will find them so fascinating. And the indigos will love the greens because the greens are emotionally balanced. So they'll detect that, okay, this person is emotionally aware and they're grounded, which means they can help ground us too, you know? So it's interesting, you know, how these sort of compatibilities work, you know. So red people, we talked a little bit about them, just a little bit more. They're powerful, strong-willed, um, tough, robust, you know. They're just going to say it like it is. They're physical beings, okay. So the reds, oranges, and yellows are physical aura colors. So those are the colors that are not sorry not the green is not so is more of a mental color okay but it can have some of the physical traits and some of the emotion uh, emotional traits as well it's sort of like an in-between color but for the most part the reds and yellows and the tan spectrums are some of the tans the physical tan physical tan is sort of this like robust crimson red color um, that encompasses this sort of tan yellowish color, okay? We'll talk a little bit about those as well. But the physical colors really are the reds and the yellows, okay? And those people are not going to be typically drawn to spirituality and things like that. So what I look for when I see people with reds and yellows is, okay, where is their blue? Where is there a hint of purple in there? Because if there's no hint of that in there, 
it's probably just in that moment for them. They're just not connected in that moment. But you really want to look for a little bit of blue in somebody's field. They usually will always be there. And I won't point it out in every person because everyone almost has like a little bit of blue in there, you know. Um, and that just means that they are emotionally connected. Okay, if you're seeing blue come in on their field, um, it will signify that they are... They, are, they have the ability to emotionally intuit other people. They can feel people a little bit more. Now, it depends on the textures, for example. Like, if it's a real foggy blue, that means that person's, like, is probably napping for most of the day. They just woke up or something like that. They're feeling lethargic. So, but you can see how these traits sort of lend into one another, okay? The blues, you know, they kind of... You can see what like a disempowered blue might turn into like a really lethargic person and then their field will look like a foggy blue. You, you, can you understand and sort of create that connection a little bit more now? So again, the reds, physical colors, you know, they're, they're very physical people. Um, I will see a lot of red people in the army. Okay, so you'll see like the troops marching and you'll it'll just look like a bunch of red, 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 red. Everybody's red there. Um, stamina, you know, practical, just not spiritual. They're not spiritually oriented people. Um, yeah. And um, so the oranges, let's just move sort of like down the spectrum a little bit. Oranges tend to a lot of the red traits a little bit, but they're a little bit more adventurous, adventuresome. They love like sports and like they're thrill seeking and adventure um, seeking, action oriented, fearless, you know? They love just like the thrill, you know what I mean? Okay. They are not that emotionally connected, right? But they just kind of lead with that sort of you know, that physical nature to them, you know? And of course, the negative aspect of that, you know, with most of the physical colors is just emotional detachment, things like that, you know? Uh, maybe oranges can be a little bit reckless. You will see a lot of like stuntmen, you know, be oranges. Um, I'm trying to think, Tony Hawk is an orange, for example. Um, Jackie Chan is an orange, for example, but you know, physical or colors, they can be spiritual as well, but you'll see they'll have to, they'll add like another, like a, a little bit of blue or something in there as well. Tony Robbins is an orange, for example, but he has like a little bit of like purple in there too, you know, but he's like a dominant orange guy. He's real orange, orange and like, a, he's, I have to look at a picture of him again, but I'm pretty sure he's got some red in there too. And then let's move on to the yellows. So yellow is one of the most diverse colors of the aura spectrum because they can, they can be a little bit of both. You know, they can be whatever they want to be in the sense that they're, they can be very social and outgoing and upbeat. Um, but you never know, like sometimes they're just like friendly and they're just like carry this like openness to them. When you see a red, uh, excuse me, when you see a yellow person, they just kind of feel like sun, like a, a sun, you know, they, they just feel like they're bright and they, they just like have this like smile. I don't know. I just feel like I smile when I, when I look at a yellow person. Okay. And it, of course it relates to the color and density of the yellow, you know, but um, typically they're just very open and happy and you know spontaneous like they could probably change their job so many times in their life and they would be find content they're not going to be bogged down by like how much money they're making in their life they're going to prioritize how happy they are yellow signifies joy okay so spontaneity um social just being very sociable you know um free-spirited things like that okay energetic they can be creative as well, things like that. They make every they make friends very easily. So many yellow people in Hollywood. We could talk about so many yellow people. Ellen DeGeneres is yellow. She has like yellow and blue. Um, Kate Hudson is yellow and uh, blue as well. Taylor Swift is yellow. 
Um, there's so many yellows. It's just like, I'm just like, where to begin with the yellow people, you know? Okay, so yellow is very popular, very popular, very likable, okay? We talked a little bit about the greens as well, um, so we can skip over them. Um, I'll get into the tans at the end, okay? Because I just want to be able to distinguish those a little bit more. So royal blue. Royal blues are a little bit... Okay, we talked about the light blues. The light blues are very um, empathic. Um, again, they just are more... They are intuitive. They feel more. Um, they're caregivers. They love to nurture people. Um, that's why, like, light blues are, like, the nurses, right? The royal blues, they are more... They have, like, more boundaries in the sense that they are leaders, and they like... They're more noble. It's, like, diplomatic, but, like, in a very emotionally aware sort of way. You know, they can... They, if there is a red... Excuse me. If there is a royal blue person leading a business... Um, you are in good hands for the most part. I mean, and that goes, you know, <laughs> everybody's a little bit different, but typically people get a little bit nervous when they have like a red boss because that boss is going to get all the work done. Believe me, they will get it all done, but they're going to be less concerned about people's emotions. So the business will thrive if they don't have a little bit of red, excuse me, if they don't have a little bit of blue along with the red though, uh, they're going to lack some of that um, that balance in the work environment that they can still achieve through a red way, but you're going to have to find like a lot of red people too to kind of find that uh, flow, you know? Blue people, royal blue people, are really going to be balanced in the workplace. Um, yeah, they're just, they're confident, they're leaders, but they're still emotionally intelligent, Okay. Um, that's like a really sought-out quality um, in the royal blue people, okay? So, that is the royal blues, and we know the light blues, and we know the indigos as well. The indigos, again, are very absorbent, okay? They are less buffered in the set, like, like the blues, the, the uh, light blues, or the royal blues in the sense that they just absorb it all. Um, one interesting thing about the indigos that I notice, because people talk a lot about the indigo children, okay? And we'll talk more about this probably in other podcasts. But the indigo children, when they're born, they're not, they don't always, they, they don't come in with an indigo aura. I'm not sure I've ever seen a child born with an indigo aura. I think it, you know, it eventually turns indigo. When a child turns indigo before adulthood, that's where it can get tricky, okay? That's where you know that they've gone through something, some sort of traumatic experience, an acute trauma experience, or just like a chronic trauma. Chronic trauma is more just like themes over a long period, uh, an extended period over like a decade or 15 years of someone's life, you know, where they were just sort of disempowered or just being fed, you know, negative beliefs about themselves or just like, you know, it wasn't an, an inflicting acute experience, but something over a long period of time that maybe just caused them to turn indigo too soon. And what happens when they are indigos as children is they are not emotionally equipped to be able to interpret and perceive the depths and layers of what they are picking up on from the adults around them and the world around them, okay? The layers of issues and trauma and other gener generational trauma and, and, and trauma from this life and... Um, you know, just so, and just like stress energy as well from work, all of these different elements, the indigos are picking up on it like the blues do, but they are absorbing it though, and they're taking it in, and children do not have the vocabulary to articulate yet that level of, of information. They are just not. So it is very, very, very challenging for indigo children to navigate this world. And I always feel for indigo children 
just knowing how much they go through, it is, it's just very, very difficult for them to learn, to be in the public school system, to have a social life. Everything is harder, you know, when you're an indigo child. Indigo is supposed to be activated in adulthood. So a healthy, excuse me, a person who, you know, was not activated prematurely as an indigo will, you know, turn indigo in adulthood, you know, at a, a healthy time, you know, where they're ready, ready for that purpose. Because indigos have a really, really powerful purpose. They are anchoring a frequency, a consciousness on this planet that is going to be the marker of the next hundreds of years on this planet. The indigos are here creating that new foundation, that new blueprint, okay, of what the new world is going to look like, okay? And we'll talk about the crystals as well because they're doing their part as well. So talking next about purples. All right, so much to say about the purples. Okay, so the purple people... Purples are, I, and again, I talk about the um, spectrums of colors for a reason, because some of the purples, deep purples, you know, violets, they all kind of lend to one another, but they are, are a little bit different. But generally speaking, purple people, they're powerful, they're spiritual, visionaries, psychic, they're very psychic. They can tap into that. Not all of them are tapped into it fully, but it's there. Free spirit, spontaneous, artistic, you know, they are leaders, okay? And they have this desire to be a leader and to be speaking, okay, in front of people. They like to be seen in that way and they're statement makers, okay? They love to shake the, you know, shake the pot, okay? They want to make statements and shift things, okay? And everything that they do in their life, all these statements that they are making, is aligned with their authenticity and their spiritual integrity, okay? They will not do anything this, this drastic if it wasn't an effort to realign themselves with the truth of who they are in their life, okay? So that's that's the purple people, okay? You know, and the, you know, purples, we're just going to keep it there at the purples because, you know, violets, for example, I'll see like a lot of the violets there, you know, Prince was a violet, for example. You know, lots of violets in the uh, music industry, like the very successful music industry, because they are visionaries, but they're also artistic and they're also spiritual. Um, um, you know, whether they speak about spirituality or not, okay? Spirituality is not just talking about meditation and things like that. Spirituality is just uh, perceiving the deeper world around you and um, having a connection to it, you know? So, yeah, they, you know, they can be magnetic, you know, absolutely just purposeful and charismatic, you know? But, uh, you know, also just intuitive and they're also an emotional color, you know? So they feel things deeply as well but they sort of channel it into like a really like strong kind of purpose that's indicative of them, okay? So we're gonna go through like the just general colors that I see most of the time and there are always are in-between colors, okay? There are hybrid colors, there are, you know, deviances of certain colors, certain offshoots of certain colors that represent unique qualities, but they're still like, they stem from that spectrum of that color, okay? So pink people, Pink people are just, you know, manifesting power. I just always see them. They just, like, have this optimism and this, you know, they just choose to see all the beauty and the light in the world, you know. This youth and longevity. Um, yes, like, yeah, I guess, like, longevity, just this um, idealism to them, you know. And their hearts are just so open and... You know, people can perceive them as naive, but it works for them. If you look at them and you look at their universe, they get what they want. And it is powerful because they're high-frequency colors. 
um, pinks, you know, they're pretty rare for that reason. Authentic pink, pink colors, you know, where pink is their life color. Um, they, they're very glamorous. They love beauty, you know, they love making everything beautiful around them. Literally pink appeals to them, okay? Um, Marilyn Monroe is a pink. Paris Hilton is a pink. Um... Mariah Carey has pink and yellow, um, and they all have other colors as well, you know. So they have a distinct quality. Britney Spears has a lot of pink in her field as well. Um, it's like a faded pink. Um, yeah, those are the pinks. We all know them. <laughs> all right, so... This one, <laughs> the and the the crystals. Okay, so after the crystals, we're gonna get into some of the tans. Okay, so the crystal auras. So this one is something. Some is one of the colors that I see sort of um, misunderstood a little bit, and that's partly because they're quite new on the planet. So people haven't really studied them enough. But they're out there, believe me, okay? People think that just because they're, people hear about crystal children that they're just children. They're not just children. They're adults, and you will find them in many spiritual communities um, all over this, these, these uh, spiritual communities, spiritual New Age communities particularly. You'll see a lot of them. But um, they will be anywhere because they do have this sort of chameleon-like quality to them. They... The crystal aura is unique in that the structure of it is prismatic. Um, it's reflective in quality and it is clear. So it doesn't actually have a color on its own. But what it does is it transmutes space. So because it transmutes space, it pulls in other energies around it. It pulls in other colors around it and it transmutes those energies. And if that person is not really in balance, it can... Kind of throw them off a little bit, but the crystal auras are the, have the best ability and quality and sort of engine to be able to transmute those energies. So whenever I see a crystal, they will have like multiple colors in their field that will look like pastels at times. Not, sometimes multiple, sometimes just one or two other ones, and sometimes it's just crystal, especially if they just like meditated. It will just be a clear crystal, maybe some violet in there too if they're doing like healing work or healing energy. Um... But they will pull in other energies around them and, and transmute space around them. That is, if you hear that, that's a, an empath trait, right? They feel deeply. They're very, they feel very deeply. And they're very psychic as well, okay? They have this very, they're very high frequency color, okay? And for that reason, like the indigos, most, most of the time, a lot of the time, we'll say, they are starseeds, okay? They are beings from... That are beyond this planet, beyond this place, higher frequency beings, higher vibrational beings that have sort of come down with a very high consciousness that all of us have are tapped into. By the way, it's not just crystals; it's just that their purpose, part of their purpose, is about anchoring in that college. So they, excuse me, that knowledge. So they will um, have an affinity for a spirituality. You know, a lot of times, and they will. Because of that affinity, they will talk about it more. And that's the distinction, okay? Because people will think because they're, this is a crystal person, they're more spiritually connected. That is false. Every single energy, every single aura color is connected to source energy. And it is a unique expression of source energy. So whether you are crystal or indigo or red or blue or whatever color, you're all connected to source. It is just about finding and honing in on the unique way that you connect to source through your color that will help you establish your connection to source, aka your true self, okay? Knowing your color will help you know how to connect you with your true self more, if that makes sense, because you will know that nature of who you are, you know, okay? I also have a uh, a blog on the crystal auras as well, um, just go to my blog, codysing.com, and there's a blog called The Crystal Aura, okay? You will see a lot more about them, okay? Because there's a lot to say <laughs> about the crystal people, okay? 
Um, generally speaking, self-reflective chameleons, um, artists, right? Natural healers, empaths, very ethereal sort of nature. Um, it looks very iridescent to the eye. You can feel it too. That's the thing about auras too, guys. This is what I want you to take from this. Because a number of you are like, well, I don't see auras. I don't see auras. I'm just tuning this out. I'm done, okay? The thing is, you don't need to see auras. You can feel auras. You can actually feel my indigo aura as I'm speaking to you. You can feel some of my energy through speaking, through, through just hearing me speaking or just feeling other people. You, everybody gets vibes. Everybody resonates with something. And when you resonate with something, you're feel, you are feeling it, okay? It's just understanding now that you can organize those feelings systematically into colors because they are associated as colors and, and there are people who can see them. And what's going to happen as you start to feel and intuit people's colors with your emotions is you will start to see the colors as well. Because the only thing that's blocking you from seeing the colors is because you don't believe that you can see the colors. You don't fully trust your ability to feel into other people accurately yet. There's still a part of you that doesn't fully trust yourself. And once you fully believe that you can trust yourself through practice and consistency, remember, that is key. You have to keep doing this. So just join the Divine Creators with Cody Singh Facebook group. There's people posting aura pictures constantly on there. Practice reading, I mean, pr practice feeling, intuiting colors, and then check to see if you got it right. Because I'll, I will answer everybody as long as you ask, excuse me, as long as you answer the question, um, excuse me, as long as you guess your aura colors first, I will answer. And then you can just scroll down and see if you got it right. The other thing, guys, is every, okay, so there's the objective aura colors that you're seeing around people. And then there are the colors that you, your mind, your mind's eye are projecting. Everybody's mind is their own dictionary system. So everybody's intuiting energies in their own unique way that their mind is translating, okay? So if someone feels shady to you, for example, it just is like a little bit off to your mind's eye in your mind's eye. If you close your eyes, you may get a visual representation of that, especially when you really start open up and up, opening up the third eye more. You'll start receiving your own symbolism, okay? And you'll have to learn how to navigate your symbolism um so maybe you'll see like a red dot in, in your mind's eye like okay that means like that guy is like up to no good i need to stay away from him okay trust the colors that you're seeing too okay so even if you're like i saw red but cody's saying this color and this color pay attention to what emotional signature is attributed to what color you will see you you are seeing okay that is the key that's the thing that's going to get you to be able to feel and interpret other people's auras more is feeling them okay you have to tune into the feeling because if you're just looking at them there's not much for you to hold on to there because there's also other colors around them like on the wall behind them you know and your mind's going to get that confused and jumbled because you haven't compartmentalized it and organized it securely enough you have to and the way you secure that is by intuiting and feeling the colors right you feel and intuit these aura colors and then your mind will start presenting you the colors you'll say oh my gosh yes and then i promise you you will start literally walking around the world and you will start perceiving the world in color i cannot tell you guys what that has done for me just to understand not only just like yes these are colors but the thing is i'm perceiving colors more clearly and and more w with more understanding when i'm in alignment so i know when i'm literally seeing the world as i call it life in color i call it life in color because it's literally life in physical color but life in color in the sense that my whole world my whole heart my being has come alive and is just so much more open and receptive. Everything in my life has come up, come more alive just through perceiving aura colors and the way that it has organized my work and my relationships and empowered other people as well. There's so much inspiration behind this. It really has literally illuminated my life into color. 
And it's literally true in the sense that I'm also, that's attributed, that's, I associate that to actually seeing physical aura colors as well. That's why this was so profound to me and why I was so called to talk about this and to open this up. And it's wonderful to see uh, some of you guys just really responding to it over on the Facebook group as well, because that is my enthusiasm, because I really believe in it so much now. I've always seen aura colors, and the reason why I'm talking about it now is because I have sort of cracked this code of understanding how you can use aura to, auras to empower yourself. And by detecting and seeing your own aura, okay, and I'm going to talk about meditation in a minute too, because if you just meditate for literally 10 minutes, you will start seeing your own aura. Um, and you're in a higher frequency as well because you're going to be navigating the world in fr from that lens of that subtle vibrational frequency. And when you're in that frequency, you're closer to the vibrational frequency of source and the way that source perceives the world. Okay, does that make sense? So if, the, so if source perceives the world vibrationally because we are all energy, right? and you are meditating, you're tuning more into your source, you're raising your frequency closer to the frequency of source, you're perceiving the world closer to source, therefore you're gonna be perceiving more colors, more energy, you're going to per perceive also what it means more. This is the idea, guys. We're not just here guessing colors. We are here understanding and associating these colors to emotional traits so that we can empower ourselves to this, so that we can create that bridge, right? Emotionally to our intuition is the most innate part of us is our spiritual nature, guys. And if you are not leveraging that in your life and in what you want to create as a physical human being, whether you want to be a Wall Street mogul <laughs> or if you want to be an entertainer or if you want to write books or if you want to be a spiritual guru, I don't care. All of that has to be leveraged through that same vital spiritual force of nature that is you. And tuning into that through meditation is your best effort to access that level of perceptivity because the way you shift your life is by shifting your mindset. And for people with a lot of trauma, it's about healing the trauma so that you can shift your mindset, you know? And when you shift your mindset, you shift your energy. That is why when someone comes in the room with a really upbeat mood, you can see that reflected in, the, in, in their aura. You can see the giving and receiving energy in, in their aura. It looks like it's moving rapidly. It looks like there's energy pouring into it and moving very, very quickly. What does that logically mean to you? When someone's energy is moving and in flow, that means that they are at a higher level of creational ability in that moment because they are, because of the mindset they're in, they have a higher manifesting power, okay? Because there's more energy for them to work with and carve into creation, okay? That's just one example of somebody's, you know, energy. Um, so... Everything is reflected through the aura, okay? Somebody's abundance levels are reflected in the aura. I talk about this as well. You know, when they talk about an abundant person is someone is, is, is uh, this like the saying, as within, so without. Well, that is what an abundant aura looks like. Energy is coming in and leaving them simultaneously. They're not attached to what's coming in. And think of... Uh, you know, interchangeably think of energy coming in as things coming in, right? When people have a lot of energy in their field, they're usually very, very abundant. They have a lot of things in their life, okay? And when you ground yourself with all of that energy for long enough, those that energy translates into things, okay? So the amount of energy that we are channeling from source into our physical life corresponds to the amount of abundance that we have in our life. If we are disconnected, that energy is there, but we are disconnected from it, and that push-pull effect creates all this resistance and struggle that manifests in all of these different issues, relationship issues, business issues, all of these different issues. So again... 
perceiving the auric field and auric colors and all of this, you know, really got refined for me upon doing this work one-on-one with people, emotional work, okay? Being a trauma release practitioner, understanding that a healthy person, when when I was working with somebody who was very disempowered, you could see that in their energy. And when we would do extensive work and they would shift, their energy would shift. So there is a direct correlation between your mindset shifting and your energy shifting. So there was a point in my life where I really was looking at my own energy and I was, it was after a meditation and I was looking around at my energy and I was like, huh, I wonder if I actually just visualized the energy in my field doing what I know it should look like when I'm abundant, if that's going to shift my day. And I did that. I did that. And what immediately happened was my reality was shifting immediately after that I was receiving impulses thoughts that I was manifesting because we're manifesting thoughts remember that it's not just things that we're manifesting we're manifesting thoughts so when we raise our vibration we're in a higher vibrational frequency where we're a match to receiving higher vibrational thoughts so when I when I, I shifted my energy just through and seeing it in my auric fields stay with me guys once that shifted, I realized uh, it just things started dawning on me. And that's what happens when you shift your energy is you start being a match to different thoughts. And it feels like dawning. It feels like things are dawning on you. That's what it feels like to receive a thought as opposed to thinking a thought. There is a distinction. It's a huge, huge, huge distinction. Because if you're thinking a thought, that is going to create a lot of resistance and it's just going to be the hard way of getting what you want. You might still get it, it will just be harder that way. When you receive the thought, it will be inspired and you will be in flow and you will be excited about what unfolds in your day. And you know what came after that? This aura empowerment post and this blog and all of these uh, people, you know, who are now interested in learning about auras and learning about themselves through auras and about empowering themselves through auras and about learning about other people who are different than you, who, you know, typically, you know, we will see so many people, you know, especially in my field, you know, th- we, we sort of think that people, all of us operate kind of the same. We think we're all this absorbent. We think we're all this, you know, empathic in nature where there's some red people out there. There's some... Um, yellow people out there there's some oranges out there who totally do operate differently as well you know so many people are resonating with understanding other people more because of understanding the auric field more so there's so so much to learn here and I could go on and on and on so that's just what we're going to begin talking about here you know Um, in the following podcasts in the future, I'm just going to be going through, I'll probably be doing readings, just going through you guys' um, pictures on the Facebook group, Divine Creators with Cody Singh, just scrolling through and doing some readings. You guys asked some amazing questions that could be separate blog posts on their own. You know, I would love to talk more about those. I would love to do celebrity readings because I've learned that celebrity or famous people, everybody's familiar with their vibes. So when we can start associating these energetic signatures and textures and colors to these famous people, you know, what's going to happen is we're just going to start, you know, it's just going to be easier to associate the meanings to certain colors and certain people's vibes with their colors you know, it's very helpful and it's a, it's a training tool as well. So like I said, consistency is really important. So that will be important as well. So before we end here, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the tan spectrum people for a moment. Okay. So the tans. Tans are interesting because tans are a combination of the emotional colors and the mental colors. Okay. So remember the purples are sort of purples and blues are sort of emotional spiritual colors. The tans are mental and physical colors. Green is a mental color and red and yellow are physical colors. Tans are mental and physical colors. So we'll just go down the list, okay? So the mental aura 
color is it's a tan it looks like a tan yellow it's just all tan yellow it just kind of looks like a cream kind of color that people just kind of see as like it just looks like a tan you know and mental tans there there's a lot of traits for the tans that kind of get connected that's why they are a part of the same uh sort of uh spectrum but you know the tans mental tans they're great in the workforce, you know what I mean? Like the nine to five people, they are detail oriented, very sort of methodical, um, logical, very sort of uh, sequential thinkers. Um, logic is real key behind mental tans. Um, they're very grounded in this nature and it helps with them because the thing about tans is they will always have another color in their field. It would be very alarming if a tan person to me did not have a blue or a purple in their field in some capacity. So granted that they have that as well, the mental tans can be really useful in, you know, just being a, a practical human being in this society of today. You know, they're the people who don't complain really about how the how society is structured because they benefit from it. That's kind of how they work. Um, they tend to keep their feelings and thoughts a little bit to themselves. Um, they don't talk about emotions that much, um, but it's probably because they're like pretty stable, you know, and calm in their nature. Um, they can be grounding again to themselves, but also to other people. And um, they do have like a patience to them as well, okay? Um, especially in combination with blues or indigos, you know, they can be very special and, uh, you know, w w especially in combination with blues, you know, but the tan spectrums, they really, they really are incredible in the sense that they are incredible, hard working individuals. They know how to put in the work when they're motivated towards that thing. Okay. Um, you know, when I think of mental tans, I think of people who are just sort of, um, they're considerate and they're caring and providers for their family. And when they work really hard in their business, they're very uh, efficient, you know. Um, they will get the job done, you know. Like all the tans, they are hard workers. That is characteristic of the mental tan people, you know. So next on the list of tans is the loving tans. I love loving tans as well. Loving tans are sort of this yellowish sort of dim color accompanied by this sort of um, rich crimson red. Okay, it's like deep. It's almost like a little bit brown. Okay, and again, they share a lot of that those logical traits of the you know other tans, but they are more um, curious and a little bit more outgoing and talkative and childlike, um, friendly. Um, they can get distracted easily. They don't like focusing on like one thing at a time. Um, they can be sensual, but they're still a mental color. So they still, you know, are sort of abstract thinkers and they are great at kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together in their, um, but, uh, they're just, they're just not linear in the way they put things together, if that makes sense. Okay. And, uh. They're pretty rare. I don't see a lot of them. But again, just like the other tans, they will always be sort of connected to another aura color. You know, they will always have another one connected to them in some way. Um, they don't, they can change professions a lot just because they don't like to do the same thing over and over and over. Um, that is kind of, a little bit different than some of the other tans. Um, 
but uh, they can sometimes have a hard time to emotionally attune and connect to other people because they are a mental color. However, they will do a better job of it than, per, for example, the mental tan or the physical tan. So next we have the nurturing tan. Nurturing tan is like a light colored yellow accompanied by this sort of light blue that encompasses that, okay? So they look like a, like a yellowish, right? That's like the color closest to their skin, but it's like um, a light blue encompassing that. And that is sort of a bridge between the mental and the emotional colors. Again, they're also have the, you know, tan qualities of being logical and practical, rational, analytical. Um, however, they are more nurturing, literally. Uh, they're more intuitive, they care more. Um, they're just good people, good Samaritans, you know. Um, they are practical, again, just they can be kind of reserved at times. Uh, but they're very stable, you know, and and they're very effective, you know, at whatever they're needing to do, you know. They'll always be of good use to other people. Uh, very relationship-oriented, family-oriented, um, security-oriented, that sort of thing. Um, they don't take a lot of risks, necessarily. Um... And uh, they prefer, I, f I, t I, th I feel like nurturing tan people, they just like to lay lower in just lower stress environments where they're more secure in their jobs and the sort of expectations that um, people have for them. That is where they're most comfortable, if that makes sense. And next uh, we have the physical tan. I believe that's the last color. And there's other colors as well, you guys. But these are just like the ones that we're going to start with, okay? And then the following podcasts, we'll probably just like hone in on one color and just get into like specific people who have that color, famous people that we can sort of break down their um, the life, uh, the timeline of their aura colors, you know? I think that's fascinating and interesting to kind of see that, okay? And the physical aura color. So another name for that is environmental, excuse me, physical tan. Another name for that is the environmental tan. Um, I like to call it forest green because really it's a, a deep kind of tan color accompanied by a forest green that encompasses that, okay? So it can look like greenish, like yellow in the middle or like greenish kind of brownish in the middle. Okay, again, like the other tans, very reliable, grounded, practical. They're very responsible and logical. Physical tans are, you know, trustworthy and loyal, very loyal people, okay? Very private and independent, um, kind of aloof. And to me, okay, this can be a little bit of projection. This is the thing about um, or colors and people when they're reading them. I don't know a lot of physical tan people in person, so but I do know how people tend to perceive them. When when people come in contact with some physical tans, to me they, you know, obviously unless they have like a purple or like a blue in there, for example. But if they're like a dominant physical tan, they kind of feel a little bit unemotional, a little bit cold. But they're just very intellectual. They're very very smart people. Okay. Um, that's just how their brains work, you know? They ha but they do have an interest, like, um, for the environment at times, but not all the time, you know? Um, I like to call physical tan people green people. I also like to call loving tan because they're crimson red, red people. I like to call nurturing tans blue people because they all tend to that. This is why I talk about spectrums of colors. Physical tan is a forest green color with a little bit of crim excuse me with a little bit of that brownish tan color as well but the green lends to some green traits as well okay um there there is that organizational systematic aspect of them but that's also grounded you know 
the physical tans in, in contrast to the green aura is just a less uh, emotionally um, balanced, I guess, I would say. They are, yeah, they're just less savvy with emotions than the other greens are. Okay. They like researching, measuring, analyzing, experimenting, pr solving problems, scientists, that sort of thing. Okay, that's that is definitely physical or excuse me, physical tan people. Okay, alrighty, friends. I think that's all that we got for now. This this is just a good little marker for you know generally what these colors mean. Of course, there are certain deviations of certain colors for certain people. You know, for example, like there's like a lot of the spectrum of purple that can kind of get into um, a lot of extra traits, for example, like magenta or lavender, for example, lavenders are more like imaginative and less like um, statement making, but they're just like very subtle and like imaginative, um, dreamlike kind of, um, whereas magentas you know, they're kind of combined with some of the red a little bit, right? Magenta is like purple and red combined. So the reds are like more robust and the purples are more sort of visionary and artistic. So you combine the both and you have magenta who are kind of a little bit eccentric or um, very kind of um, shocking to people sometimes, very bright and enigmatic and um, just, yeah, enigmatic and, 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 and uh, eccentric and um, nonconformist, um, unpredictable, energetic, spontaneous, that sort of thing, you know? So there are certain deviations of colors, but what you need to understand is like when somebody is coming forward to you, what I want you guys to take away is like, okay, if somebody's coming forward with you, for, that's like a purple person, right? So this is anybody within this purple spectrum or like a green person's coming to you, you know? I want you to be able to feel, okay, this is a green person and this is what I can expect generally, right? We cannot specifically label or tell who a person is based on their aura color. You cannot specifically know everything about a person, but you can know what their tendency is, you can know what to expect from them, and you can know what the appropriate way to sort of navigate an energetic communication with them, okay? Where it feels balanced and it doesn't feel aggressive or forceful or weird, you know? Um, that's the idea here, energetic resonance, okay? I want you guys, you know, and, and if you're, if someone's coming forward to you and they're uh, purple or, or violet, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, you, you will know that they're a purple person coming at you because they will you, you will know that you can interact with them in this sort of way that is distinctly different from a red person or a um yellow person for example you know and again another thing every person has at least two colors you know very very rare to see somebody with one color that is quite alarming okay those people look like they are fully just from another planet completely <laughs> um when that happens and that's just, you need other colors to kind of balance you out. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's balance will look differently. So never say never. You know, <laughs> there's a place for every different person in the world. Um, and you can create balance with any color combination. Okay. So that's like the general thing that I'd like to talk about with this. I hope you guys can um, connect a little bit more with this. We're going to get more into the specific colors. And again, just like we're going to let me know what um, famous people you want to be discussed more in depth. We can do future podcasts talking more about these famous people and breaking down their energetic qualities, their energetic signatures, textures, colors, things like that. And you can see, you'll see how much we learn from this. Okay. It's fascinating. I keep, keep, keep on learning. I learn every single day another thing just from being open to this all and just continuing to just be a student of auras and energy and people human beings you don't learn more about auras by learning about auras you learn about auras by understanding there are auras and then learning about people talking to people human interaction right Ob observation things like that you know so i hope this is helpful to you guys 
I know you've had so many questions on the Divine Creators with Cody Singh page, so I just hope this is helpful a little bit. And of course, there's going to be so much more to follow. I've been talking on here for an hour and I feel like I barely scratched the surface. So chef, definitely check out the Aura Series blog on my website, CodySing.com. You can find a lot of more information on there as well. Um, I have a YouTube page as well. You can search Divine Creators with Cody on YouTube. I have a Patreon as well, uh, patreon.com slash divine creators. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have fun with this because that is the point. You know, I am having so much fun with this. This has been so illumining for me and equally joyful for me. And to me, that is the best combination to learn and evolve in this world is to have fun with it, okay? Peace and love to you guys and take care. Bye now and happy new year.